Well, good morning, everyone. It is a glorious Sunday, and the sun is out, and it's shining, and we are here together uh, by this new way. Uh, hopefully, I keep praying that this way will end, uh, but uh, in God's time. Friends, our first reading from Acts is uh, sent in the time that we know as Pentecost. Uh, in fact, it is on the Feast of Pentecost that Peter is preaching to them what we heard our first reading about the resurrection of Jesus. And Peter gives testimony so that those who hear would believe. And uh, our second reading, which comes from Peter, speaks of the benefits we enjoy as believers, as Christians, that were won by Christ through his Paschal sacrifice. And it also tells us what our response is to be. Our response is to have holiness, to live lives of holiness. That is not perfection. That happens in heaven. But holiness is very, very possible here and we have those who walk among us as proof of it already. And those who have uh, gone on to heaven and we call saints. Friends, our gospel passage from Luke speaks about the risen Jesus who joins two followers of his on their journey. And we know the story of Emmaus very well. Uh, one understanding of the Emmaus story is that it is a very sophisticated Eucharistic catechesis. And uh, it shows the liturgy of the word, uh, an explanation of its meaning. That would be the homily. Um, an invitation even to a greater understanding, hopefully through that. Um, and then it's followed by the liturgy of the Eucharist. Um, the expression breaking of the bread is a term used for the Eucharist. No, my friends, uh, having said that, the gospel is much uh, greater than that. And uh, today's gospel, uh, as we look and we see the followers of Jesus, two of them, leaving Jerusalem, and it is Easter Sunday. And... Uh, uh, they are downcast and discouraged by the crucifixion and death of Jesus, the Nazarene. And despite the fact that Jesus had told them often, three times, of his passion, death, and resurrection, uh, they, like everyone else in the early church, and, uh, never thought for a second that what Jesus had said would come to pass, that he would actually rise in body and soul. Not the testimony of the woman uh, who reported an empty tomb on Easter morning, nor the confirmation of their claim by the apostles themselves gave them cause to believe, to have hope that Jesus was actually risen. Their departure from Jerusalem was an absolute indication that they believed that that didn't happen because they're walking away and they're going back to life as they knew it. Uh, for them, everything was over. Everything that Jesus spoke about was done. On their journey home to Emmaus, they meet Jesus, but as we're told, they did not recognize him. And uh, it, uh, it would seem odd, of course, that these two who followed Jesus around uh, and likely spent substantial time with him in his presence didn't recognize him after he was risen. Perhaps this is because they had never truly recognized him as the Messiah. And the other thing is, uh, if you don't expect to see somebody, you're not going to. They did not expect to see him. They thought he was dead. Like most people of their time, they expected and wanted a very powerful Messiah, a political one, one who would free them from the bondage of the Roman Empire. After all, uh, the other anointed ones of God had been strong political and military figures, such as Moses, David, Saul, and Samuel. These earlier figures overcame Israel's enemies uh, and set Israel free. 
Jesus had, in all appearances, been vanquished by the Roman Empire and by those in authority, the religious ones. And his manner of death was an absolute scandal to everyone. How could a Messiah sent by God, a prophet, fail in his mission and die so horrible a death? In a very powerful biblical lesson, Jesus begins to reveal the meaning of Scripture for them. The Jewish people believe that God communicated to them through sacred scripture. And sacred scripture is, in fact, the very living word of God. And through it, they knew God's abiding presence. Thus, God was speaking to them about current events. Jesus helped the disciples to see his life in terms of their scriptures. In other words, Jesus uses Old Testament passages uh, to explain the New Testament events. Very clever. And, uh, for example, Isaiah in his Suffering Servant songs told of a Messiah who would come for the sins of all, and he would take them away by his personal sufferings. This Messiah's task was not to free Israel from some nation, some invading country, but his role was to remove sin from humanity. So what happened on Calvary was not a sign of failure of his mission, but its actual fulfillment. Through scripture, Jesus opens their minds to the meaning of the cross and the reality of the resurrection. For the disciples on Emmaus, it was the most important journey of their lives. They came to understand God's plan differently, which surpassed any of their expectations or understanding. The life of the Christian is a journey in which uh, we get to know Jesus. Our perceptions also change along the way. I do not think the same way I did as I was five, and that's good. <laughs> For some, uh, it happens suddenly, uh, like an illumination that like, happened with St. Paul on the road to Damascus. But for most of us, however, it is a lifetime of deepening awareness. Um, here is the problem. Lots of folks fail to, they fail to develop the love of God and the relationship uh, because they treat faith a little bit differently and um, they treat faith as a gift of baptism that never needs to be developed. And uh, uh, they go through life only with the knowledge they gained in sacramental prep. We need sacramental prep, but, uh, you know, for First Communion Confirmation, my friends, the truth of the matter is faith is actually um, a love relationship. And uh, while the story points out two ways of finding the Lord in our journey on earth, we should be doing that, reading it, and studying and praying for sure. But also for us Catholics, it's in the breaking of the bread in the Eucharist. We would say these are the two great gifts God has left his church. Um, the holy sacrifice of the Mass and the Eucharist. But my friends... Um, Having said all of this, in the end, we need to study. We have to have preparation. We have to have uh, catechesis and all these things. And those are wonderful. Uh, but beautiful thoughts can nourish the mind. Uh, but often they do not nourish the heart. And uh, that only comes from the experience of love. When you experience love itself, then your heart is nourished. 
the story of the journey on Emmaus is essentially a story of the heart. And um, we can ask, what did Jesus do for them? He certainly broke open the scriptures. He certainly explained all the scriptures to them. And their minds were certainly illuminated. No question about that. But Jesus did something more. He set their hearts on fire. Because they said, we're not our hearts burning within us. As he explained the scriptures to us. Faith is very much concerned with the mind. Insofar as it has to do with the truths, dogmas, doctrines, catechisms. It is absolutely necessary. Do not misunderstand what I'm saying. But faith is about the heart. It is concerned about it. And for me, the story of God and his people is one of the greatest love stories ever. It consists in a relationship of love with God who loves us first. And then simply waits for us to love him back. Without this, faith is like a fireplace without a fire. What was the main thing that came across to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus? It was the conviction that all that happened was because Jesus loved them. Everything else that Jesus explained was all great. But in the end, they understood that they were loved by Jesus and by the Father. And this is what made their hearts burn. This is what made them run back, uh, even though uh, they were in a mourning process, even though their feet were tired of, from the walk. Um, this enlightening of the heart sent them back in the darkness of night. The story shows the goodness of God who loved us in Jesus Christ in the most surprising of ways. Amen? Hallelujah.